Hey everyone, this is Laura Figures, your host for Freedom Isn't Free podcast. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I have the honor of a guest that is not only an entrepreneur, a boss, um, but she served. She served in our military. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dr. Tiffany Taff. Hey T. Hey, how are you? I am doing well. Thank you so much for having me on your show and congratulations on starting your new adventure. I know it's been a challenge, but you did it and it's going to serve so many well. Absolutely. Yes, this has definitely been a challenge, but you know, for the podcast, we are here to provide voices for the military service members veterans uh, like yourself and their family members. So I'm so happy and honored that you are here to, you know, drop a couple nuggets for our listeners. Um, so Tiffany, you served and um, yeah, just let's jump right into it. Tell us about, okay. about your process of behind you joining the military. Okay. And I'm hoping that this can just, just be a girlfriend conversation, if you will, about my journey through uh, military and beyond. So for me, you asked about thought process. Um, and I honestly, I don't know that there was any real thought. Now, you know, many years later, I have the benefit of looking back. Um, I think what I was in search of, quite honestly, was a pathway to get me into um, healthcare and into medicine. And while I had a plan to go to college um, here locally, um, to one of the, the top colleges for medicine, I chose not to go that route. And, and by doing so, I don't know that I made the right choice. So there were some things happening um, at home. I think maybe I was just looking to get away from that situation and the quickest way to do it. So when I say, when you say thought process, it's how quickly can I get out of this town and away from the situation. And that's not to say that the overall dynamics wasn't great, but it just, I needed a break and I needed to get away. I needed to do something different. And so I was presented with an opportunity to join the military. And I said to them, if you can get me, only if you can get me in a healthcare billet, will I join? And so I worked it out. Okay, so so what what did you do? What'd you do in the military? So I was a hospital corpsman. Um, and I went to, after I came out of boot camp, I went to hospital course school where they literally teach you um, how to be a nurse. Um, you get all of your nursing skills and what you don't come out of hospital corpsman school with um, in terms of experience, you gain that once you get to your duty stations um, at a hospital or a medical clinic. And so for me, um, you know, I, looking back, because now I had the benefit of maturity and seeing, you know, what I missed and what the recruiters didn't tell me is that had I been smarter since I was going to college anyway, I would have asked them to send me to nursing school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so it seems like you had a good journey. You got a mm-hmm. good start um, yeah. in the military. And then you made a decision to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, or the decision was made for me. So I was actually in, I was in during Desert Storm and I was actually injured, um, actually on my way to deployment. 
And so um, uh, this, I guess the second time when it was, it was a conflict and then it turned into desert storm and I was actually injured on the way um, for deployment. And so I had to stay back. I was a fleet Marine corpsman, um, which means I was a frontliner that would support Marines in combat. Uh, and because I was injured, I was not going to be able to be deployed with my unit. And so I had to stay back and physically rehab and all of that. And once the time came for, I'll say eight, nine months later for me, they said, well, you're fully um, rehabbed. It's time for you to go. And they were still in the wartime. It's time for you to go back. And I opted to get out because I had crushed my left femur. Oh, wow. Hardware in my leg. Wow. You know what it means to take care of my Marines and being their doc, as I'm called. I would not be responsible for the lives of others that I couldn't say should my leg fail me in combat. So I opted to get out. Wow. So your, the ending of your military career was not something that you clearly did not plan at all. No. no. Um, so you leave the military and now you having to transition mm -hmm. um, into the civilian world. Like what were your first steps? What was going through your head of like, what do I do now? Well, so I went into the military at um, 18. I went into boot camp at 18 and came out just shy of um, 21, 22. And from there, honestly, you know, I don't know that I was thinking, what am I going to do? Um, I got married when I came out. Um, I got married at 22. I married a military person. And so I was still in there, but now I'm on the other side of being a military spouse. Um, and from there, I knew I had it to work and I still wanted to go to school. So I used that opportunity to use some of my military benefits to start school and start working. And so I got a job as a civil servant and did that for a few years while I went to school. Okay, and so what did you end up getting your degree in in school? Um, so my undergrad is in healthcare management um, because I love, ever since the age of six, I've loved all things medicine and healthcare. I had a uncle of mine that was a physician. He was in med school at the time. Um, when I was six and he came home and put the stethoscope around my neck, let me listen to my heart. And I was in love with medicine from that point. And so I studied, which is why I said I wanted to be a hospital corpsman in the Navy or a nurse even. Um, I studied my degree in healthcare management because I thought then if I wasn't going to be on the clinical side, maybe I could do the business of healthcare. Um, and I was thinking long term how could I use this degree to still work in a field that I would enjoy doing? Um, after I got the undergrad, I went on and got a master's degree in um, healthcare administration, but also IT because people said, oh, be diverse. And IT technology was coming up um, during the time, this was back in the early 90s. Um, IT was really, technology, I should say, was really taking off in healthcare. And so, I was like, okay, cool, I'll do that. So I have dual degree, IT and healthcare management. And then my final degree, my terminal degree, I am uh, gen IT, so general IT, all things IT. 
um, with a specialization in cyber. So I basically can work in any industry, um, whether it's technology, business, uh, legal, healthcare, it doesn't matter. Um, well-rounded, really well-rounded. Because <laughs> you know, all businesses run with technology now. And technology, absolutely. And security, so, yep. So, so then, so then from, you know, you loving medicine, um, how did you get into your entrepreneurship journey? How, how did this happen? Yeah, well, so the funny thing is, and I always tell this story um, because now my entrepreneurship is more in holistic um, health and wellness services. And so because I started out in Western medicine, you know, I come from that clinical background. I, I know what um, drugs, what medications, what surgeries, you know, lifestyle, um, things that we do to ourselves as individuals and how we operate. Um, and when we go into that Western medicine uh, system, the limitations, if you will. And so I'm, I'm not talking down about Western medicine, but when you compare it to um, its alternative, its complement, there are some distinct benefits to both systems. And I always tell my clients, um, never stop taking medications or not doing the surgery because there's a time and a place for everything. But for most of us, it's lifestyle choices and issues that you know we have taken on as to why we have dis-ease in the body. And so my entrepreneurship venture takes me into more of the alternative complementary therapies to Western medicine, where I provide and coach um, individuals through their health journeys and helping them really understand root causes and uh, different ways, not discounting the Western medicine because they still take their medications or they still do the surgeries if they need to, but if they're able to adjust their lifestyles and make better or different choices that can improve their health, that are, those are the services that I um, use and to help them provide. Uh, yeah. The, to that, get them through that journey. Yeah, I know yeah. that um, everybody needs a little bit of medicine in their life, mm-hmm. but ain't nothing like some, some, some good old yoga, some good mm-hmm. old therapy, some good mm-hmm. old other side that I think a lot of people don't like to dabble in, but yeah. Um, so a part of your entrepreneurship journey, um, like what are some of the things that you've seen? You know, you've been in the military, you transitioned out. Um, now you're starting this entrepreneurship journey. Um, what are some of the things that you've, you've seen? Not so much just failures, but successes. Yeah. So um, I look at it as opportunities to grow and exceed expectations. So again, when I came out, it was early on. I think a lot of the benefits um, and access to different opportunities that veterans may have now, um, I didn't have, um, you know, when I was coming out of the military. And I certainly wasn't in the mindset of thinking about starting, you know, my business, my practice. And I became an entrepreneur just in, in 2004. So for me, it's, you know, while it's been, what, 16 plus years now, um, I haven't always been an entrepreneur since I came out. But for those that are coming out of the services now, 
um, there is a much easier path if they have that desire to have their own and start their own legacy. Um, and that is one thing that I wish, you know, I had thought about in my 20s because I would be so much more <laughs> further than I am now in the process. Um, but I think each of us have our own journey and things happen for us when they're supposed to happen. Um, and I might not have been in the, the right frame of mind to handle it and progress um, as I'm figuring the path out now. Yes, but you have arrived, Dr. <laughs> Tiffany says. Not quite, arrived. but I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. It has definitely been a journey. I have enjoyed every minute of it. It has not been an easy journey either. Um, and some hard lessons um, that I've had to learn. Um, but certainly... Um, there is a wealth of information and opportunity available um, to veterans um, in this space if they're interested in having their own. So opportunities you spoke of, what about people? What are, give me some people that have influenced you through this process of being an entrepreneur. Yeah. So I think um, for me at the very foundation has always been my mother. My mother has always been my biggest cheerleader through my successes, but also my failures. And I think have instilled in me the ability to um, know when to step back when something's not working and uh, refigure out, you know, figure out how I need to, to adjust myself in order to move forward. Always keeping, for me, it is important. Um, I believe in God to keep God in all of my work. So prayer is very heavy in the work that I do in terms of um, the vision, the mission of what I do, the purpose of, uh, and the reason why I do the work that I do. I pray over all of that. Um, and so, you know, again, even in those spaces, you have to trust the process, right? Just because you pray for it is not, doesn't mean it's going to show up right away. Um, and it may not show up how you um, envisioned it showing up. So you always have to be kind of plugged in, tuned in to looking for those answers. So, you know, one of the things I do is meditate and pray. And so prayer is when you literally are waiting for the answer. So you say the prayer and then you wait. And it doesn't mean that it's coming right away again, um, but it's coming and you just have to be ready when the response comes. And so is this something that you practice every day, this meditation, this meditation and prayer? Is this something that is a part of your daily activities? It is. Um, and I think for me, you know, being in the complementary and alternative um, therapies um, for health. So when I serve my community, I, I, you know, I'm coming in contact with so many different individuals with so many different um, I'll say issues or challenges themselves. And so I always want to be able to show up in my best self. And one way I do to prepare myself is through meditation. It, the meditation is, is for me, but it's also for the potential people that I will come in contact with to make sure that I can be fully present with whatever it is that they need, but also be in a place to serve myself. Um. So I think of energy, Tiffany, mm -hmm. when I think of, you know, 
coming in contact with people and you covering yourself. Mm -hmm. You spoke about prayer and meditation. I know for me, energy is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, If I get, you know, a bad energy vibe from someone, you know, I have to take a second. I have to remove remove myself. I have to get myself right again. And it might take a couple of days. It Mm -hmm. might take a couple of hours. But I kind of feel like, you know, when you're in uh, a room and you're coming into a room that that you don't know exactly what this the, the situations are those yeah. therapies that you spoke about and the mm-hmm. energy in the room I, ha- I i literally i have to go back and go into my hiding spot and and mm-hmm. cleanse myself and get myself right and you said meditation yeah it it, it it works it works and so does prayer and mm-hmm. um People, people have to understand they are responsible for their actions and everything that they, that they do. And so if you take the time to heal yourself, if you take the time to um, meditate, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the meditation allows you to focus your thoughts and the prayer as, uh, allows you the space to vocalize your need or express your need or your desire while you wait on the response. And, you know, we are all, um, especially veterans, you know, depending on their experiences while in the military or post-military, there's so many different um, thoughts and and ways we are uh, engaged in our day-to-day, right? And so finding um, quiet spaces, I like to call them, points of stillness in your day, whether that's at the top of the day, the middle of the day, the end of the day, whatever works, but finding just even if it's five minutes, to just be still with something will do a world of good for your overall well-being. And so that those are the types of things that I try to offer, um, you know, the clients that I see as an overall part of their, their mind, body, spirit, well-being. And, you know, you know, with veterans that you've come in contact, there's a whole list of conditions Oh, yes. Absolutely. You know, veterans deal with and absolutely. not everybody copes, you know, the same way. And so things like meditation and Tai Chi or Qigong, which are alternatives and there's science in it. So I'm not some woo-woo doctor and I'm not making it up. Um, there's evidence. This is evidence-based research that have been done and on the importance of um, massage, the importance of yoga, the importance of Tai Chi, the importance of Qigong, the importance of energy work. So there's, there's study. If you are interested in it, read about it. Chinese medicine, there's a whole host of other potential tools that you can put in your toolkit that the veterans can use to support their overall health. Tiffany, this is, this is what I'm hearing, that I need to have you back to actually come and speak to my listeners about this because today of course we're just talking about your transition but oh my gosh how impactful yeah i mean people really don't understand that you don't always have to pop a pill no you don't and i'm not telling again let me be clear i am not telling people not to pop the pill if they've been prescribed but what you do need to do is start asking questions why are you popping it? How long have you been popping? Absolutely. Uh, how how you know? Are there other ways to address the issues for which you're trying to address that pill for? Right, that pill is synthetic. There might be a different or, or an alternative. 
that can support the same thing that that pill is doing for you. And at some point, you know, for some pills, we build up a resistance anyway. And so they stop working. How many veterans have you heard to say, yeah, I take these pain pills, but I'm taking too many, Tiffany. They're taking more because the pain is still there and it's not quite as effective as first started doing. So do we need to change the pill? Do we need to change the dose? Do do we need to reassess what's really going on in the body? Like, and it's not just uh, my back hurts, right? Why does your back hurt? Are you stressed out? Are you sitting at a desk? Are you exercising? Like, like lack of boot? What else is going on or that you're not doing as to, you know, what could be contributing to that back pain? Yes, you were injured. I'm not taking that away from anyone. Yes, you're injured. Yes, you have hardware. I still have hardware in my leg. And yes, I still have arthritic type pain. There are days I'm like, dear God. But the most I have ever taken, because I'm just not a pill popper unless I have to be, it has to be super dire for me to take pain medication. But for those that are in that level of pain, I invite you to look for other potential things around you that could be contributing or intensifying the pain that you have. Tiffany, you're giving out some great nuggets, okay? I need to know where can my listeners connect with you? So I am um, on the uh, website, uh, sacredsoulwellness.org. You can follow me on Instagram also at sacredsoulwellness or on Facebook at Dr. Tiffany Taft and the number one. Listen, listeners, you need to connect with Tiffany. I'm telling you, she's saving folks out here, okay? (laughs) She is saving folks. So Tiffany, just to wrap up, give me three words to describe your experiences as a female veteran entrepreneur. Yes, and so in this process, like I said, over the years, um, and even here recently, I've been learning about new and expanded opportunities, I'll say, that are available to me as a female entrepreneur. So my three words would be opportunities. Um, There are so many things that, you know, from the financial aspect to um, the uh, free aspect, and that's the thing I love the most, right? While I am all for investing in things that matter and being intentional about it, if I could get it free, because we all know if you've been an entrepreneur, There are things, simple websites, right, can be super expensive, Um, but it's more than just having the aesthetics of your business. It's knowing how to run and operate and set up a business is critical to making sure you're on the right path to being successful. Um, Something as simple as identifying who your, I call it avatar, who's that person that you're engaging Who are the people that are looking for what it is that you have to offer? You have to identify that person because everything that you do in your business is structured around that avatar. So if I say my avatar are uh, veterans, I can even be more specific, right? I can say female veterans because that's what I am. I can be more specific than that. Female veterans that are pregnant. I can be more specific, female veterans between the age of, you know, 
30 to 55. So you get the point. Opportunities, know what you don't know and where the resources are so you can get that information. Um, pathways, what, there are so many different um, paths that um, you can take along your entrepreneurship journey, right? And so don't expect to get it right the first time unless you're a super genius and you, you know, you've been dreaming about this since you was a little kid and you have it all written down. But you want to be clear, but you also want to give yourself the space to evolve, right? Be able to change with the market. If nothing else we've learned during 2020, how to pivot and how to be open to doing something different um, that's going to be the need for you to support yourself, but also serve that avatar that we just talked about. And power is my last one. So the, I am looking for the power to empower others, but also to be the change that I wish to see in my community. So I like to um, you know, try to be the example of the things that I, I desire to see around me in my community. Not to say that, um, you know, I have all the answers. I certainly learn and have to adjust. Not to say that I'm the perfect picture of health and wellness. No, but I have a lot of resources. I have a lot of knowledge. And I know when to adjust myself when I'm feeling any dis-ease in my body. And I know when I don't know the right answers, I know what people and what tools I need to engage in order to get myself back on track. And so, you know, part of my... Uh, power is to, in, in the empowering of others, is to help educate them and provide them with um, the same level of opportunities. Because all I do, and I tell my clients this all the time, you come to me with the answers. All I do is pose the right questions for you to pull your answers out. I don't fix anything. I don't cure anything. You come to me. And we are a team working collaboratively to get you to your best, well, life. So ladies and gentlemen, Tiffany just dropped not only her Facebook and Instagram, which you need to go and follow, and her website, but she just dropped three nuggets on the reason why you guys need to contact her. Now, Tiffany, you tell our listeners, what is next for you? Well, so for me, 21 is all about expansion. Um, being in intentional and strategic with my business. And so, you know, you asked me the question about uh, being of what it means to be a female veteran entrepreneur. I have learned about new resources that are available to me, new opportunities, a new way to set up my business, a new way to grow, um, grow my business. And so 21 will be the start for me to grow and expand the business in a different way. Yes, grow. Yes, Tiffany. Yes. yes. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm being very intentional and it doesn't mean, you know, running, trying to keep up with my neighbor and, and, and doing what they're doing over there. I, it's laser focused on what it is that I have to offer and that I desire to see out in community and my local community and beyond because I do work with clients um, virtually as well. And so I got to have the right foundation and the right structures and, and that right avatar. And that, this I have learned over the last 16 years, why I have been very successful in what it is that I, I do. It has not fully gleaned me 
to the level of where I am about to go. And so that's what's next for me. Boss moves. All I heard was boss moves the whole time. The whole time, Tiffany. Um, you guys listen, Tiffany, give them one more time your, your, um, your contact information so they can reach out to you. Yes. So you can find me on Instagram, um, at sacred soul wellness and on Facebook at Dr. Tiffany Taft and the number one, or you may visit my website at www.sacredsoulwellness.org. Hey, you guys, I hope you guys were listening. I know I was. We're going to have Tiffany back because we were just talking about transitioning. Yes. Next time we come back, Tiffany, next time you come back, you have to talk to us about the medicine, the therapies, the mm-hmm. energy, the yoga. The Listen, we didn't even get to, to the all the work that you're doing with pregnant women. Yeah. Let's just, I mean, yeah. listen, we just skimmed the surface, ladies and gentlemen. Guys, I just want to thank Tiffany, Dr. Tiffany Taft. Thank you for coming by, stopping by, um, and dropping all of your nuggets. Um, Again, listeners, please remember, when you see a veteran, thank a veteran. Remember, you guys, freedom isn't free. This is your host, Laura Figures. I'm signing out.